0: Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 400 with your host Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 400. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live TV show This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on the Hospitality Channel TV station. So then, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week, um, actually, for the first time, I think in a very long time, are not actually tools as in platforms and apps that we're going to direct you to. We're We're going to be directing you towards research and discovery. Um, and I guess the tool that we can refer to the most is going to be YouTube. If you're not familiar, and I would find it odd that you wouldn't be, as to the learning ability with YouTube, if you want to figure out how to put a screw in a drywall, or if you want to know what the different screws are in the world, whatever it is, there's somebody that's made a YouTube video about exactly that um it is remarkable the creativity diversity and sheer quantity of uh, videos that are made for people that teach things well the new rage as referred to in our our, our live chat the live chat our live show today was about ai and we're past the novelty discussions we're past the shock and awe wowie things and new and innovative and you know, uh, the, the scary tactics of it taking over the world and so forth. So our tools discussion are really going to be an omnipresent awareness of how to find the most useful ways of using AI. And one of the most useful ways of using AI right now is the contents being produced by people to try to be in the forefront of traffic and uh, where they're giving what's called AI prompt guides they're figuring out ways to use ai what questions to ask what can they facilitate as um, and from that they're making videos to say hey you can ask it this hey this is how you ask it this so our tool for this week ironically is a single entity of research which is youtube looking for uh, prompt generation for ai but we're gonna get a little more particular about this in our technique discussion so Although I'm skipping over kind of sort of the tool section because we're not directly talking about a tool, Um, let's just say let's get into our technique discussion of the week. Now for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique discussion, obviously our tool discussion went pretty quickly, uh, go to YouTube, is how to use ChatGPT for hospitality marketing. it's not about just the curiosity and fascination and uh, novelty of ai it's how does this now work we've been with it now for a few months everybody and their brother has talked about it everybody and their brother is acting like they know more about it than the next person everybody's trying to sell you things now about these are the things you use ai for and this is what you need to do with this and listen to this list of things to do i've actually gotten some of them i've chased some of them down and looked at it and unfortunately, nothing has truly impressed me as to insights about using AI for hospitality marketing. Outside of those people that concur with a lot about what we're talking about, and it sounds very egotistical to say, about tools that have been used in specific ways for what we use for hospitality marketing. An AI function that's been infused into a tool that develops SEO-optimized content based on keyword generation. Uh, AI-infused market research as to traffic and share voice and the mathematics that go along with uh, shoveling in all that data together and giving you some perspective on it. That's where AI is really helpful. One of the things we brought up in our live show discussion today, which we'll jump to, but we'll just bring in part of our conversation of technique today is there is narrow cast AI and broad AI. And even though ChatGPT and those like it, they're being used by Microsoft and barred with Google and so forth, may seem like they're very large AI. They're very secular as to what it is that they're doing. The only difference about them is the amount of data sets that they are using for the content that they're being used for. Uh, they have the entire internet to pull their content from. So, although it sounds very broad, like oh my gosh, that's a that's a. Uh, artificial intelligence in the extreme is going to be how 2000 out of 2001 space odyssey or the star trek computer um yes to some degree it'll get there and yes to some degree it's progressing And we've had this discussion on the live shows earlier this week but what well, can it actually work for hospitality marketing right now um we're going to dive into certain tools next week about certain things that we've had but today let me just go over and say that the best usages of chat for for hospitality marketing is to find out how to use the AI in a way that directly answers a question, um, and this can be done in several ways. Uh, going back to our tool brief discussion, as going to YouTube, there will be links in the show notes. Uh, so please don't feel like I'm abandoning the tools that I normally share. Uh, there is links in the show notes of particular videos that I've come across that have been helpful uses for hospitality marketing um, summations expansion of understanding, comparative research. Let me give you some cases examples. So for instance, uh, I had a, a, a potential client reach out to me, and uh, we do a lot of audits. We do a tremendous amount of audits. Audits are incredibly useful, especially with they own bias, like we do them. We're not trying to solicit our business and so We've had those discussions um, where uh, we tell you how you are in the market, how you are technologically, how's your website's health, uh, how your comp set is doing. What is your comp set doing? What are you doing in comparison to your comp set? What is your destination marketing doing? Uh, what is your destination doing? How's your destination compared to other destinations that are symbiotically similar, that are looking for the same demographic? What tools are being used in your market? How effective are those tools? What's the opportunity SWOT analysis? That auditing process is incredibly helpful because it gives you a snapshot to work from action plans. Okay, wow, we need to fix this, or wow, we didn't know that that was an opportunity we should be exercising, so forth and so forth and so forth. So in this auditing process, there's amounts of data that you're trying to learn and one of the first fastest ones is when a client such as this call a potential client calls up is i want to look at the client i want to see what it is and it's easy to go to their website and initially look at it. it's easy to pull down plug-in tools in chrome that will say you know these are the tracking codes that are on it this is the facebook pixels that are on it um this is the information uh, that's being chased on it all this other stuff factual kind of functional stuff and then it'll go over and tell you real quickly Other tools that I have that will talk about the technological efficiency of H1 ref tags and anchor texts and 404 redirects and 301 errors and so forth. That's fine. That's fast. That's quick. That gives me a synopsis of how much they're keeping up on top its interpretation. But the real value, which AI can help with, is to summarize the site. And it sounds so simple, but you literally take the URL string and go to ChatGPT or whatever AI you're using. But let's just say ChatGPT for clarity and you put it in and say, hey, summarize this site. And it will go and look at the site and it will tell you in very uh, succinct way what they're trying to do. Now, the interesting part of it is, is if it echoes the sentiment of what the potential client says that they do or what their goals are or what they think they are doing, then that's great because ChatGPT is agreeing. The website makes it sound like that. The website is sharing data. That relates to that the website is organized in the way that does that but if it does go differently where chat gpt actually describes it differently it's a cause of why did it do it differently and i found this to be a great stick in the sand starting point where i go and look and say okay you say that your uh, website is all about the family destination marketing of where you're at so forth and so on but your chat gpt says that it's Beach-based, uh, spring break, adventuresome. It doesn't sound like that's in sync with what you think you're doing. Unless, of course, those aspects are how you portray your family engagements. A younger family, uh, they, they want to do more of those things. Then it might be more, but the idea is, again, stick in the sand. It's a nice starting point to say, interestingly, the summation of your website doesn't match what you say you're doing so then other things are um by now hopefully people have rich media you could take a uh, youtube link and say um too little time not enough time uh to you know give, give this to ChatGPT gpt and say hey summarize this video one of the cool tools again as you're pointing out with this chat gpt is summarization put the link in for the video, it will actually go look at the video. It will also look at the depth of the video in the sense, how it's indexed, how it's researched, how it's up with results, because it can. And it will go over and tell you what the, the messaging is of the video. And the, the interesting part of that is, does that match what you're finding about the website, about the client, about so forth? So the videos are another step in the progression of, perspective. It's one of those things where, and I think you may have had this from time to time. So you have your teammates and you're working on a project and your teammates know you and you know your teammates and you and you know when they ask you, hey, take a look at this, that they're looking for something that they're wanting to find. They want affirmation from you that you see something the same way that they see it. And uh, that biasness goes into the process of how things are discovered. With ChatGPT, it's more of an unbiased perspective perspective. Of the content. It's just looking at it straight up for what it discovers on it and how it sees that discovery and accumulation. So you're getting an unbiased viewpoint that doesn't require the time consumption of another team member. It doesn't require the biasness of what you're twisting this is like, well, we don't want to say that because that's not into our, our service profile as an agency. So we want to just make sure that we only talk about the things we can see at least solve or whatever. All that biasness goes away. It literally says, hey, This is what the video is saying. And if it doesn't jive with what you're discovering in your research through your auditing process, it's another avenue to pursue. Why doesn't the video echo what you're finding in the content of the website? Why is the video focused on something different than the website? Now, obviously videos that are selling a particular offer or promotion or something may not be as resonant to the messaging of your website, but there is videos that are about branding and about the product as a whole or the value to its destination that should resonate with the core values of the website. So, ChatGPT is a great, for better, you know, I wouldn't say unbiased, but it is unbiased in this circumstance perspective on the content you're discovering about clients. Um, some of the things about getting up to speed very quickly is that sometimes you get approached with issues and this goes for people that have multi-properties that you're not intimately filled with everything that's going on with each of the properties uh, destination markets you don't know about every detail of the festivals and so forth you mean you're probably much more aware than the average bear but you're not in that local perspective you're not at that property you know that the weather is not exactly super perfect that day and because of that, the, the locally that they're saying traffic, there's a, a breakdown on one of the roads. So the, the access to a particular venue or event or downtown area or your location might be troubled. That localization data knowledge is not intimately known at a corporate level for every one of its properties, especially large, huge organizations that have hundreds of properties. It gets even more blunted. But with ChatGPT, you can find out some great perspectives. You can ask and look at... Destinations. Um, So again, going back from the auditing perspective, do they jive with what your core core messaging is for the property? If you look up the destination on ChatGPT of like, why go to XYZ location for March 1st through 14th? It should come up with the events that you're aware of it should come up with the reasons that you've already solicited in your content for your website it should already have come up with the things that you already are related to in your content expansion of your ads and your promotions and if it did it's affirmational if it didn't it's discovery it means that what you're doing isn't exactly the way it's often seen by everybody now With that comes the grain of salt of, is it relatable to your demographics and the personas that you're targeting for that interest? You may know that, hey, that's how they see our destination, but our hotel is not seen as that point of our destination. That's for those hotels over there. Our hotel is more metrosexual, urban-esque traveler, and we don't cater or relate ourselves to that core destination value. But that's good to be discovered. That's where you see the information put in front of you and say, okay, why are we not that? Because we don't want to be that. We're not that product. We're the product that goes for this aspect of the market, this segment of the market. That, what you're getting from ChatGPT is an omni-view of our market. And that's good because that gives credence to your strategy. It validates the angle and the direction that you're going for your focus and your targeting. If you were too homogenistic and trying to – please too many people. One minute you're a family-oriented resort and next you're an adults-only resort. Um, it's hard because it, there, there is no defining line. It doesn't stop on a Sunday night and, and begin a Monday morning. There's dilution. Families are showing up while you know hedonistic adults are walking around. That combination is oil and water. So – If you're not those things, if you're not trying to be uh, homogenistic and everything that you can be everything to everybody, then you are picking a path of your segmentation of your demographics. Then looking at how your market is perceived can give you a sense of what more you need to highlight about yourself to better identify yourself as the choice for the targeted uh, audiences that you're looking for. So these are just some of the aspects of how to begin to adaptively use ChatGPT in your hospitality marketing strategy. This relevance of discovery, this summation capability of data, the comparative perspective that uh, ChatGPT can give you, AI can give you, and not just particularly ChatGPT, ChatGPT, but AI can give you, will either validate or open opportunities of discovery as to what you may not be aware of from the perception of the data that's available for your market. So there you have it, our technique this week, how to use ChatGPT for hospitality marketing. And it brings us to news and show review. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So news and show review, our show today obviously was about AI. It's a persistent discussion because of its infiltration in our society so much. But our topic today in the live show was the AI bandwagon. Same wheel, different topic. Now, this sounds like a little bit of an ax to grind, and it was to some degree, Um, And this was due in part for similarities to how AI is being adopted, integrated and expressed and focused on in our society is very similar to how the history of the internet has been adopted and integrated into our society. One of the things um, about chat GPT we brought out in the show was in January, the adoption of over hundred million users for ChatGPT, ChatGPT was the fastest adoption of a new technology subscription service or service in the history of it. Uh, this goes past to the old videos you used to watch of how many years did it take to build audiences for radio versus TV versus the internet and so forth to show the progression of this expansion of how the internet and on and on and on goes. Well, ChatGPT as an entity representative of AI uh, was the fastest growing in one month ever in the history of all of that. But more importantly, we were talking about how it relates to when the internet was first rolling out in the late 90s. Um, it, 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 most people are, well, at least my age or older would remember the times in bookstores where if you wanted to find websites, there was actually printed books, much like the size of a very large yellow page uh, phone book. And for those not old enough to remember what those are, it's a little hard to give to make a comparison. But it was about four or five inches thick of pages that were literally an address book for websites. And so you could look up the category of uh, lawn care. And if anybody had a website, their listing of their website was like a phone book. It was there and you actually typed it in. There was no search engine. Back then we were on platforms like Prodigy and AltaVista and things like this. And there was no search component. The things that were on those pages when you went to that website was what they shared. Uh, And they didn't give you much of an option. They had some rudimentary search engine into the content of what they put on their website like they had a page about this or they had a page about that and usually it was news or whatever um, but going and finding websites of other businesses or finding websites of other things just really wasn't a function in 1997 1998 so with that these books were pretty and it was a huge thing well I kind of equated it to today's AI where all of a sudden, and we just covered it here in the podcast, of the new burgeoning prompt business where people are literally trying to teach you how to use the technology that's sitting on your on your laptop right now. Um, and, and much like the internet was, here you have this computer plugged into a phone modem or put the phone on the cradle, whatever. And it, it's a book that's telling you where to go on this computer that's not on your computer. You can go to another place that's not on your computer. It's not your file, it's not your, your content. It's literally somebody else's content you can go look at it was an amazing feature at the time that they gave books to and i kind of equated that in the live show as to uh, same wheel different topic uh it, we're in that phase now where the wheel is just beginning to roll as to what this means to our society how this gets used by our society and for the next six months or less uh, this prompt business where people are going to come up with the 10 prompts that you can make to, to have uh, a chat GPT or AI tell you what to do for SEO or your emails or how to write emails for you or how to write social posts for you or whatever it is like this. That's what we're in right now, and it'll last as long as it lasts until there's a supplement that covers all that, that you no longer have to, or the learning curve goes to a point where people now understand what they can do for it, kind of like what search engine pages used to be, where people began to understand they could ask more than one or two words. They could ask three or four words, or four or five words, or five or six words, or six to seven words, and now the list is 14 words and longer that people actually type. They type full sentences in, and here's ChatGPT is you can do the same thing and get different information. So we're progressing we're learning how to use the technology and that's kind of where we are. And that's kind of what the live show was mostly talking about at that particular point. So there you have it. Our topic for the live show today was the AI bandwagon same wheel, different topic. Um, the other things that, uh, from a news perspective, um, they're beginning to talk about in chat GPT, AI prompts for for things like for hospitality and so forth. Um, the impact on conversational search for travel. This is something that we have to pay very close attention. Conversational search for travel, in a nutshell, is the use of conversational interfaces like chatbots to service travel information for, or planned trips. This is your ability to communicate with a search engine that will give you more and more tailored results based on how you ask the questions. And you say, well, I'm already doing that with search engine result pages. No, you're doing this with search engine result pages by asking a question, finding the variances of results and within those variances of results, choosing the most one that the most happily interested to you in the hopes that it's closest to what you're looking for. And that burgeons to another path of discovery to another path of discovery and so forth and so on. Chat GPT conversational search is changing that to staying in this single directive. And what I mean by this is by asking and persistently asking the question past itself. Like, where do I want to go? Uh, I'm thinking about New York or Miami. Okay, well, here's uh, the reasons why Miami is so great for March of this year to that compared to New York of March of this year to that, and it will actually conversationally guide you through the process of the decision. Very similar to how you mentally go through the decision process. Oh, New York's cold. Miami's hot. Uh, New York is more expensive. Miami, mm, slightly less. Um, New York, I've already been there twice. Nothing really touristy to go to that I haven't really already done. To Miami, I still haven't. You know, just be able to relax on the beach. Even though I've been to the beach, that seems like a much more see that conversational in subject in your mind is how conversational search is working towards. So mindful of that that's our news portion of it today we're going to talk more about that next week actually so um i actually have a description i'll put in the show notes that i got from chat gpt as to conversational search for travel which is interesting. You're going to see more and more of that. People are saying, this is what I got from ChatGPT, this is what I got from ChatGPT. Well, we're doing the same. We'll give you the results of what ChatGPT says is about conversational search for travel and it as well. So with that, remember you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. That list goes on, 39 platforms and counting. We're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Apple's Siri. Just ask any of them to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast and ta-da, you'll hear it. Uh, No matter which one you may use, however, please... um, comment and rate us that helps others find the content and this is the first time you're finding us please smash the subscribe button uh we do this every week been doing it now uh podcast wise 17 years uh live show wise tv station wise and, and live channel wise going to 209 countries we're doing it we're in our ninth year every week of doing this no matter where we are as a matter of fact i'm recording from the netherlands at this point uh as we travel so with that always our reruns uh and i love lucy fashion uh, again, age referencing um, are found at hospitalitychannel.tv that you'll find the live shows and the podcasts all there but you also have our podcast page which you can always see all our, our historical podcasts on as well um, and of course please don't forget our live TV show that we do every Friday 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time uh, called the Hospitality Marketing uh, this week's week me, this week in Hospitality Marketing the live show um, my mind wandered as to naming the channel all over again and um, and of course you can catch us on your uh, Android uh, uh, app or your Apple app. Uh, we simulcast the show in addition to our TV channel, which is on Roku, Google, Amazon, and Apple. We also simulcast on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube, and also Twitch for those that get their media through their gaming consoles. So with that, my name is Lauren Gray. I thank you for the privilege of your time and look forward to talking to you next week.